0: Greetings, and welcome to episode 14 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. this week's episode, we wrap up our coverage of E3 and talk about the big highlights from the press conferences.
1: This is it. We promise. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Car Podcast. Today's episode, E3, The Wrap Up. I'm Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy?
0: Hey, man. How's it going? It's been about a week or so and it's felt like a really long time compared to all c3 episodes
1: yeah i don't i still don't want to talk about e3 anymore
0: (laughs) well you've had like a week to absorb it all so we're Uh, gonna we'll we'll get some stuff out of the way and then we'll
1: as long as it's not nintendo
0: yeah we'll we'll
1: not talk about nintendo for a while i'm still sad about that yeah anyway it's it's painful yeah
0: anyway yeah like you said Mm-hmm. so let's start off with what are you drinking just
1: just plain water for me
0: nothing fun yeah no i'm good i'm i'm drinking something that's entertaining to me uh i'm a fan of malbec's what's a style of wine and this proclaims to be an old vine malbec which means like it's Senio. yeah it's so this was the cheapest bottle of Malbec that Kroger had, which is why I bought it because it was kind of okay. funny. It was I was just like, let me try some more budget Malbecs because you know sometimes they can be really really good. Sure. Uh, like there's one called Alamosa, I think, that actually makes a really really good Malbec that's also like nine dollars a bottle or something. All but, right. Uh, these guys proclaim to be an old vine Malbec, which means that the grapes have been there for a really long time, and so they're they should be better than a normal Malbec grape. So
1: yeah, they it should be. Potent, more potent, yes. apparently.
0: Yeah. Because like old, old fine Zinfandel is a really big deal and stuff like that. Like in the in the wine world, I'm not a huge connoisseur, but
1: I don't I drink do wine like, at all. So you got more, you got a leg up on me.
0: I do like my Malbecs out of coffee mugs.
1: Yeah, that is a Simpsons coffee mug. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a that's a thing that you're doing.
0: It's a thing that I always do. Yep. Every episode.
1: Yeah, but not a Simpsons mug. Yeah, it's all. Fr-
0: this is the same mug I always use, dude
1: all right game. yeah okay that's yeah. the thing that you've done i've done it for like 14 episodes now dude I just, I, not <laughs> <arguing> with <laughs> you. just that's a thing that you've done so what are you playing i am
0: playing a crazy ass mix of games right now i've been playing minecraft i've been playing the ios version of the original final fantasy because i bought a big collection of the first six final fantasy games and then there's a a a kind of sequel add-on bonus thing for final fantasy 4 that was all released for ios that uh i decided i'm gonna play through because i have you know time while i'm watching my daughter play in her room and playing with my daughter in the room so i can just sit and chill and knock out some old school rpgs that are actually pretty fun
1: it's the after years which is the children of the heroes of final fantasy 4
0: That'll be kind of cool. I haven't. It's it is pretty it before, neat. So, yeah, It'll I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to playing through six again because I love that game. Like it, it is so.
1: my absolute top 100. There's no contest. It's my favorite Final Fantasy.
0: Yes, because it is the best Final Fantasy game, and everyone else is wrong.
1: Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Got to run the same page on this. Yeah,
0: me too. Um, the other thing I've been playing, which you had been playing for a little while, uh, and I don't know if you still are not play a little bit of final fantasy 14 so the final fantasy mmo which i've played a little bit and then didn't really have any friends who played so i stopped and the hops and heroes crew started playing it for the summer basically i think and you got on board and tyler and dave i think got on board and a whole bunch of people
1: Other way around uh i started playing just just for giggles and drew's like oh okay Uh, we could do that and then I, i talked i talked to dave and he's like I've been looking for an excuse, and I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I mean, I don't don't think I'm going to Shanghai. in know, like, I, do uh uh-uh, No, I I want an excuse. Let's just do this. And of okay. course, uh, because Tadpog is a bit more reaching than we do, threw it out there and that hey, let's play with other people. And a whole bunch of podcasters just jumped in and formed the Adam Levine fan club.
0: Yes, that is apparently Bailey's idea, and yeah, uh, yep. Apparently, either Tyler or Dave. I don't. I just finished listening That's to right. that episode, so one of them just ran with it
1: and she's a little salty which is kind of funny well what are you gonna do
0: yep all right be a fan of adam levine i guess
1: i do like maroon 5 they're okay i mean got a couple of songs on my spotify
0: but this the thing with final fantasy 14 actually inspired an idea that we'll talk about here in a few minutes oh dear that uh i really like the idea of and hopefully we'll be able to make it a reality but we'll we'll talk about that here in a few minutes
1: we'll see we'll see
0: yeah so, what have you been
1: playing? I know you already know what I've been playing for the most part. I've been playing mostly a couple of, a couple of different games, specifically a couple of ones that i pick picked up in the Steam sale. I've been hesitant to play it, but I've heard nothing but rave reviews and the, the fact that it's just a very solid RPG, it's a, got great mechanics, it's... all right. I don't like the, the humor of South Park, usually. I'm not a fan of the show, I don't watch it, but I've been playing South Park, The Stick of Truth, and I've been enjoying the hell out of it, because uh, Josh Edwards friend of mine uh, said that it i think they're parodying the rpg and i and I, I replied to him that you can't really parody something that you're doing so well they've made a great <laughs> rpg they've literally i don't know if it's a parody at that point they've made a great rpg period well so i think it's
0: it's a great rpg and then i think they parody some of the tropes of rpgs and then more so they parody the shit out of the tropes of fantasy in general
1: that's fair those are both and- fair points
0: And there's tons of south park humor in it and a lot of it is recycled from the show which is actually kind of funny because you don't watch the show
1: yeah which it's new to me
0: and apparently you have been Half freaking out, half laughing your ass off at this
1: stuff, or at least that's the gist I'm getting from the messages you've been randomly I, sending me throughout the day. I've been sorely entertained. Uh I started playing yesterday afternoon when I picked it up and um a mutual friend of ours, Hannah came up and she dropped her husband off to work and we we're like, Well, I'm like, Well, why don't we just play some games? She's like, Okay. I'm like, I just picked this up. Do you want to try She's like, Yeah, let's I've been wanting to play this. And of course, South Park is Sacred Truth came up and um there was a maelstrom of silliness <laughs> that occurred a, a perfect storm if you will that I used Mr. Slave who is a summon on the pirate kids in the park
0: yeah and if you are not familiar who with who Mr. Slave is from from yep. South Park he is a a gay leather clad s submissive guy who in a, one of the South Park episodes gets a gerbil named lemmy winks stuck inside of his ass he's for like not... an entire episode that makes fun
1: of uh lord of the rings yeah, he's apparently got a, an extremely elastic asshole because when he, he he basically leveraged the kindergartner up there and we both kind of stared and in horror and shock and then the kindergartner just goes why and we both just fucking lose our minds and I'm sitting there laughing my ass off I look at Hannah she looks at me and we're both dying because it was just that perfect little why I just lost yes. it I couldn't I could not hold on to my composure any longer and God fucking bless you Mr. Slave whoever you are because I was just glorious
0: I believe Trey Stone does that voice uh, I could
1: be wrong but yeah. I wouldn't surprise me uh, they, they do most Trey of the Parker on that show.
0: Yeah, Trey Parker. Yeah, yeah. Trey Parker, Matt Stone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've also been playing a great, a brilliant little um, Scavenge Post. I, I don't want to. I hesitate to call it post-apocalyptic because it's not because they're in the middle of a war zone uh, called this War of Mine. Yeah, have you played it? I,
0: I have not played it, but I have heard amazing, amazing things about that game.
1: It is simultaneously the most engaging and most depressing game I've ever played. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's an excellent excellent game if you get a chance to pick it up in fact right now it's like five bucks go pick it up it's it's well worth the five dollars that you'll pay
0: i think i could be wrong but i think uh one of my favorite youtube channels which is called errant signal i think that they did a video on this war of mine if you are not familiar with errant signal uh you should be uh it is a great channel where they they do Critical analysis of games and themes and stuff like that, and it's not like, like they look at it like from a movie critic thing. So he not not really kind of like Siskel Siskel and Ebert like that kind of a thing where he's rating them, but like he goes over, yeah, he like serious critical dissection of games because he wants to help games become an art form, and the only way a medium can become an art form is with with critical analysis yeah to take them
1: seriously as an art form and to to be critical of it because that's how you get better
0: i'm going to see if i
1: thought we can won. we can find it later and put in the show notes but i think that's about it for me do you have anything else for
0: uh, nope but yeah he definitely did an episode it was about Perfect. a year ago which is kind of funny
1: it it, it it's well worth the 5 dollars on the steam sale pick it up the steam sale goes until uh the 7th i think
0: i thought it was july 4th
1: I thought it was. I, I might be wrong. Uh, either way, it goes through the weekend. Uh, it's mm-hmm. I, we probably well. This this will we'll air after. after the Steam sale. So I hope you picked it up. If if not, then it's still well worth the <laughs> the money. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Both the games are. In fact, I picked up the mm-hmm. South Park of Stick of Truth for a for a steal of seven dollars and forty nine cents, and I have gotten my money's worth out of it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's I bought it on the last Steam sale for about the same, and it, it is. It, I I would have paid the money for it like like after playing it it's like shit I kind of wish I had bought it at full price because this game is totally worth it.
1: You know me I don't buy games at full price unless there's something like that I've been waiting for forever. I'm probably going to buy the Fractured Butthole at full price. That is something that I'm I'm considering doing because I've enjoyed this game that much. Yeah. I don't rave about games. Well, I do rave about games often, but I don't pay full price for games often. Like yeah. Doom. Doom is a game that I've been waiting for for a very long time, and even at forty percent off, I'm still balking. Yeah, I I totally get it. I'm kind
0: of the same place. Yeah, the forty percent off Doom has been really, really tempting. It's
1: extremely tempting, but at the same time, it's still thirty five ninety nine. I'm like,
2: uh, I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do. i Do I thirty six dollars want it? I'm not sure. Yeah
0: for for me for a lot of games 20, 20 bucks and under is that sweet spot when it there is. are some games when they drop below 25 $20 I'm like ooh I've been looking at this game for a while it it's time
1: yeah there've been several times where I that I'm damn close some I'm, yeah. I'm I'm thinking about it but hasn't reached that point yet yeah all right so you have been calling for iTunes reviews
0: i have for several episodes now and Indeed. the people have responded
1: have you even drunkenly called for them on nintendo
0: yes yes you did that was really funny and hard to edit i'm sorry <laughs> but it was it was worth it we got it we got a good clip at the end i think we did we did so we currently have enough reviews to actually show us our rating which yeah, is kind of 14 cool. now yeah 14 five-star reviews so far so that is
1: good because i know that only one of them is me <laughs> I have not given a five-star review, so none of them are me. Nice, nice. I th- uh, that didn't feel right. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway,
0: so so the latest batch, like a whole bunch of them, just went through and just posted because I think they have to verify them or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we have a couple of people we want to uh, say hi to and thank for giving us a rating, and one of them is uh, Phil, who joined us for an episode and yeah. he said he would give us a rating. So he did. Th- thank you, Phil. It was great having you on and thanks for giving us a five-star rating
1: it's appreciated appreciate it phil
0: and then next i have a a kind of semi-serious message and there's a a fan of ours named conrad and is that really semi-serious yes that is this is totally serious are you sure yes are you sure i want to wish conrad the best of luck in passing that whole gallon of paint that he drank while listening to one of our episodes
1: i'm gonna ask one more time are you sure this was a serious thing incredibly serious deadly serious
0: lots of paint
1: well um, <laughs> I hope that didn't go up the works Conrad appreciate the five star
0: yes and then you know this last guy which I don't
1: yeah yeah, yeah. it is uh, Mike uh, Lord Micah Purdue uh, he has generously left us uh, several five star iTunes reviews and uh, has been extremely a, a devoted follower we appreciate it Mike enjoy the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie that I sent you not because of the Pfizer reviews, but because you didn't have it anymore. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll explain later what that's about. Off air, you guys don't get to hear it. Ha ha. No, <laughs> that's behind the paywall, yes. right? Anyway, um, so <laughs> to- nice, uh, nice little transition you throw in there to the topic
0: at hand, well, or kind of. So, it? so there's something that. I want to talk about first. We both and, want to talk about it. Yeah. And if you are looking for the E3 coverage, you can just probably go ahead and skip the next 20 minutes or so. 20 Wait. minutes? What the fuck, man? I don't know. I'm just... Skip till it sounds like we're talking about E3, damn it. Oh. Or, yeah. Just do it. Anyway. So... Just, just listen. Paul and I, since we started, since before we started, debated on whether or not we would ever want to do advertising on the show. And I lobbied against it yes and i mostly lobbied against it like this is why we haven't had any kind of advertising or anything and recently we've been taking a look at the idea of maybe doing a patreon and we've been talking talking ideas of like what we could do to make it worthwhile to you guys to do something like patreon in instead of advertising because neither of us want to do commercials like i don't like, want to
1: sell you shit that i don't buy that you probably won't buy like i I don't want to shill for audible about a book that i've never read and don't want to fucking read yeah and like i do have an audible subscription
0: and i i totally in my free time will tell people hey go like audible is pretty awesome if you drive a lot don't get but... me wrong
1: i i will listen to an audiobook if i if i want to i'm not shitting on audible i just don't want to shill a book that yeah. i'm not going to read
0: you know exactly i, I d not and normally they don't do that kind of thing like it's just you know hey you pimp audible and you you if you aren't familiar with the way this advertising works basically we would set up little shortcuts at these places so like a couple of big places that i know that do it are like uh like audible does a lot of people stuff there's a backing like a a data preservation company called backblaze that does a few True. uh like dollar shave clubs you know yep. Life lifelink the people who like Threat, you know, basically will protect your social security number from scammers
1: and Harry's razors.
0: Yeah, I actually use Harry's razors, which is kind of funny because they're actually decent. But like, I I don't want to sell you guys a razor blade. That 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 is shitty. And and basically, the way a lot of those work is so we'll use Harry's as an example. Is you know, we would sign up with them and we would get an affiliate link and yep. so you guys would do like you'd go to harry's and like slash loaded cart gaming or something sh- shitty like that and you guys if you ordered it you would you would save like five bucks and, and we get a kickback in, in return they would give us you know a couple of like maybe a dollar and that's probably way more than you would actually get for someone making an order but we hate that crap like what if what i mean?
1: wanted to shill stuff i'd become a professional athlete
0: <laughs> nice the way we wish we could do something is we wish we could do we could sell you guys video games like we could be like hey here's a here's a store like here's here's what we're playing right now this is a game like like he was just talking about stick a truth we recommend stick a truth here's a link where you can go buy stick a truth at a discount
1: like we that could would, do that we could do an amazon affiliate link but honestly i don't want to i don't think you do yeah. either
0: i don't i don't so one of the things that we've been thinking about is like and it's not that we want to make this a living; like we just are trying to look at
1: ways to I facilitate. Really do, though <laughs>
0: apparently, apparently, Paul really does.
1: Um, I do. I wouldn't mind talking for a living. Yeah, that's it's not the point. Yes, not
0: the point. Like, yes, I I get it, Paul. Just go <laughs> but the idea is, like, we have projects that we want to work on that that we're starting to work on now, and this would just facilitate things and make them easier like if we had support basically there's
1: there's also funding to make the audio of the podcast better there's funding to get uh, specific games that you might want us to review it's stuff to make the podcast better not just because we want to make it a living but because we want to give you the best content we can offer
0: yes so the thing we've been tossing around basically is if we decided to do something like a Patreon is how could we make it worth it for you guys like how do how is how do we make it a deal that our audience gets a benefit out of and it's not just like hey give us money because
1: yeah because we're great and stuff so we are but that's not a reason to give us money
0: yes i think both of us would be probably probably the only money. reason buy us a drink cuz we're cool
1: yeah i'd be okay with that Uh, scotch no rocks straight just neat
0: so some of the things we've been we've been tossing around so kind of spoilery thing i have a new segment i am working on where i'm going to review games like and i think paul is working on a, a totally different thing but still kind of the same idea where we're both going to we want to start reviewing games too, like not just talking about them, but just like quick little less than five minute long reviews of games and just kind of give you guys some cool stuff to play and cool stuff to mess with and just stuff you may not be thinking about. Or one of the original ideas of the show that we've talked about before is that we really like the idea of doing a budget game review. So like, here's a great game you can get for under $20 or here's a great game you can get for $5. Like, That's something that's really appealed to us and like taking a game that may not have been great when you were paying $60 for it when it was brand new, but that might actually be a really awesome game when it's $10 on a Steam sale or something like that. I can see that. So it would help us to be able to afford more games to get do more reviews and do more frequent reviews because, I mean, we know what we can currently afford and... We know what the timetable for releasing these reviews is going to be. So basically, all of, not all of the money, but basically all of the money right now from, the, uh, from a Patreon subscription would go towards making these reviews more, like giving us the ability to make them more frequent.
1: Purchasing new games, giving us the ability to uh, maybe even license some video editing software or giving us a better set of microphones. You got a good one. I got a kind of, I'd like a new one, but that's not the point. Yes.
0: Uh, Mine is fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. So the thing is, but how do we make it a good deal for you guys? Not just for our own edification of, hey, we want some new stuff. Do you want to buy it for us? No. We want to give you guys some stuff, a reason to help us make the podcast better. And in this case, uh, I think the things we've added around are something like uh, early access to new content. But maybe what was it? I think we get a couple of days before. Yeah. So, so like the idea
0: would be like these podcast episodes, like they would go up, the fully edited ones would go up to the subscriber list, you know, a day before they go live or something like that. And like our, the video reviews that I'm working on, I would try and get up maybe even a full week before they would go live to the podcast, just because I'm going to be working on those like way, way ahead of time. Because I'm right now, I'm probably only going to do one once a month because. I'm basically I'm going through multiple games and kind of picking out ones that I really really like and and using those as the review because the idea is I'm kind of giving my my idea is that I'm going to give you a game of the month to hey this is for for July I recommend playing this game and yeah. for for August I recommend playing this game and it's there's a little more to it than that which you'll you'll kind of get when I kind of fully reveal what it is with the first episode and it'll i think you'll like it i think it fits in with our message and uh like that's kind of part of the idea is that the people who are on this group on this list will kind of get access priority access to this kind of stuff
1: it'll be nice it'll be nice uh we also batted around the idea of adding uh, say custom servers games guilds to yeah. any of uh, the games below well, a couple yeah. of them i was kind of less than yeah. enthused by so,
0: so this is the idea that was kind of spawned from the whole final fantasy 14 thing that i was talking about is like man that's actually a really cool idea like i love the idea just be like hey for for the fall we are going to play this game and we'll play seven we will we'll set up a seven days to die server and our patreon supporters will get access to the seven days to die server and they can join us and play seven days to Die, and we'll have the server up for three months and then at the end of those three months, we'll have a vote or something, and then we'll set up a new server and we'll play Minecraft. Minecraft or for, yeah. yeah, we'll play Minecraft for three months. And then we'll, you know...
1: The best part about Minecraft is that it can be played from now. It, we, we've had the friendly update. You can be playing from any game, any console, anywhere. Kind of. Kind of. I, I, I'll explain that
0: here. I'll explain that when we get to the...
1: There's the, some caveats. There is. It's,
0: it, they're... Silly caveats, but yes.
1: Yeah, well. Rust or DayZ or Please Don't Make Me Play Starbound uh, or Rust. uh, Terraria. like uh, Any other games. We even take suggestions of what to play.
0: Yeah, like basically I just went through a couple of hosting sites and it's just like, hey, what are the the super easy to set up hosting things? And I just kind of wrote down a list of stuff that wasn't like Call of Duty and Battlefield because we are not huge on first person shooters and these are more cooperative type things. So... Like that's kind of what we we like to play, uh, but then I prefer co-op
1: to first person. Exactly shooter.
0: But the the other things that we could do is is stuff like what you guys are doing with Final Fantasy fourteen is if people want to play a different type of game, like so they they want to play. I know you would hate it, but World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy fourteen or Conan. All you buddy yeah or Conan Unchained or whatever Star Wars The Old Republic is we could get into one of those games we could start a guild and then invite all the people so that we could you know as a group play these MMOs if that was what people wanted to do
1: and Final Um, Fantasy 14 has been a great experience playing with everybody that podcasts. it has been a lot of fun
0: yeah and definitely set up voice chat servers and stuff like that because Discord is really great for that kind of shit because it's free
1: you just want to pimp Discord
0: discord is fucking sexy
1: you just want to pimp it admit it
0: Damn right it's free fucking free we get it it's free anyway and it's browser-based so like it's true anyone can use it from any browser it's pretty fantastic but there's like some other games that we could do like like i was talking about uh we would prefer not to do stuff that was had a monthly subscription just because it it's better it's for
1: rain on people's easy. money than and the and if you're already paying for the patreon why would you pay for another monthly subscription yeah. just to play with us
0: yeah and like and some of the stuff we can you know seeds like because most of the games, I mean, either people are already going to own or hopefully they're not a huge investment to to get into. But there's a few games that are like what are being referred to as buy and play games. Like they're MMOs, but they're, you know, you pay once and you can play for whenever. And one that yep. we both play already, Elite Dangerous, is a lot of fun and just had a massive update that's really, really insane. It's true. Then there's, you know, Guild Wars 2 is one of those. Black Desert Online is one of those. Then Never there's some... Through. Yeah. There's some free-to-play games too that, well, like I said, Star Wars The Old Republic, Conan Unchained, some of the... That's
1: the Age of Conan re-release?
0: Yeah. It's the the free-to-play version of Age of Conan, yeah. it's,
1: it's re- Age of Conan was really good on release. I, I'm kind of curious to see about FTP.
0: Yeah. So, it's... Like, those are co- some of the ideas we've been tossing around of, like, you know, just, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll run the servers and we'll use the money from the Patreon to pay for servers and stuff like that for whatever. And then we love Playing multiplayer games with people and they would be a lot of fun. So it's right up our alleys. Hopefully, it's right up yours too. So
1: I'll go stomp on some zombies with people. I don't give a crap. Damn right. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing that makes Patreon an interesting alternative is communication. Because as we all, anyone who's been a fan of anything on Facebook knows, Facebook sucks. Like you post something on Facebook and no one fucking sees it. Unless you pay money, and... or if
1: you share it to your personal account, if you're not yeah. liking the the public account of Loadkart Ga- Gaming, I, I've I've noticed that when I share the posts, a huge bump in people seeing it goes yeah. up. Or when you share the posts on your on your wall, a huge bump of people seeing it goes up. Yeah. But it's... if you if you post it directly just to Loadkart, not sharing it, there's yeah. just like ten people have seen this. Well, fuck you too. Facebook, for being something that's about communication
0: and keeping track with of people, it is horrible about keeping track of people. But, like, that's the one thing that Patreon's really good at is helping you keep in touch with your fans because it just is like that's the whole platform is designed for you to keep in touch with your fans. So, it would let us let you know stuff that we're, we've got going on, like our contests and stuff, which, like, the naming contest that's about to end before this airs you know live on the podcast feed we should have a name for our monkey and and stuff like that and if we start doing like t-shirts or any Hoodies, other kind hats,
1: of hats any kind of merchandise yeah you know, we could we
0: would we'd be able to let you guys know and you'd be able to grab one if you want one and then the other thing we've been debating on which would be which was you made a joke about being behind the paywall is we've been de- debating on possibly doing some patreon only content which would just be like the stuff that we've talked about is like videos of us ranting about games so like a good example of something recently would be you posting a video today being like holy shit south of sick of truth is actually one of the better rpgs you've played in a while or whatever like you're just it's freaking really out like oh my though. god this game is so ridiculous but is really good and then stuff to be like, hey, we're you know, we're gonna be playing this game tonight. If you guys want to join us for some craziness in, you know, Grand Theft Auto Five or something silly like that. Like Yeah, compared- like, a, like a
1: private Steam group yeah. that we that we'd be able to extend to Patreon only members.
0: Yeah. And then the other things that we would do is like voting on future topics to talk on the podcast, voting for games that you want us to play and talk about on the show. Like you know, just it's it's a better way to interact with our crowd because Facebook sucks for interacting with the crowd.
1: Yeah, you, you, even with uh, any requests for guest hosts, you might want to pop on. I feel like we've had, we've had some feedback from Phil. Want people wanted him to come back.
0: Yes, and uh, apparently people really enjoyed the uh, Dark Souls episode.
1: Oh, it was it was fantastic. I know I enjoyed it. All right, but that I mean, that, that is uh, the end of that. So, is- so so you should tune back in now, I guess, people. Yes, yes. it's it's about twenty minutes now you were yelling at me
0: before and
1: i was right yeah doesn't mean i was happy about it
0: but anyway we we will let you guys know what's going on with the uh if when we're launching the patreon and uh if you guys really like us i'm not not gonna pressure you but you know if you want to support the show feel free and we will super awesomely appreciate it
1: We'll absolutely do a, a, a short little uh, five minute episode uh, announcing the Patreon of when it's going live and you'll have the live announcement, uh, well not live announcement, but the announcement of when it's going up. Uh, it'll be in the feed. And if you
0: guys have any other suggestions for shit that we could do to make it really awesome for you guys, let us know because we're we're open to suggestions for this. Absolutely. Because we, want, we want ideas because like, we've just been coming up with our own ideas. Like, But if you guys have something that would be really cool to do, we would we will definitely at least listen like and definitely discuss it.
1: The email and Twitter will be at the end of the episode as always. So if you have some suggestions, you can post it on Facebook if you want to. We know that everybody hates Facebook, but it's probably the easiest way to communicate with us. Yeah. All right. So topic time, topic time, time Time for E3. All right. So I I like how you put here that uh, we, we we both know that honestly, I didn't even half the notes are, dance stuff but the best overall presentation was obviously it was...
0: well okay so a couple a couple things we know we spammed the shit out of you guys with e3 episodes they yeah. were they were shorter than normal ones they they're kind of optional because they were but not by much some of the no, most of them were under 45 minutes i think yeah there's a couple that went over because there was, we were really excited and there was a lot of stuff to talk about in that particular episode but our goal was basically that we wanted to to kind of go through the big presentations and kind of talk about our opinions on them and do kind not really a reaction because it was sometimes a day later but we wanted to we wanted to talk about the games being released and our thoughts on them and our ideas and if you stuck stuck with us through them and you enjoyed them like we first of all thank you yeah we really thank you for that because it's it's we were experimenting with it it's Paul did something like this on his YouTube channel last year.
1: Yep. I G3. did the big three Microsoft, uh, Sony, and Nintendo. Yeah.
0: And then, so I wanted to do something like this, and he had been debating on it. And then I was just like, would you mind stealing the idea for the podcast? And I didn't
1: really want to do another video. So I said, fuck it. Let's just do this. Yeah. So,
0: so we, we did it, and we're debating on doing it. I think leaning towards doing it for the next big, thing which i don't really remember what the next big is think quake in dallas maybe quake in dallas but that's that's basically just going to be bethesda only stuff basic you know so we'll get updates on quake and doom and
1: elder scrolls online and uh their elder scrolls legends their card yeah. game but yeah that, that's that's really the thing that uh, if you liked it please you know do the email thing we'll tell you about what it is later yeah so
0: we'll we're definitely gonna i think try and keep doing it because the idea was to do shorter faster episodes so that we could be relevant basically and not like record
1: an episode two months
0: later about yeah what happened three e3. E3.
1: that was like <laughs> e3 was months ago what are you guys doing yeah. uh they were lightly edited too so we could get them out pretty you know rapid fire
0: yeah most of them went out the same day they were recorded and some yep. of them were spaced out a little bit yeah we we're, we're thinking about doing them again for the next you know some other future events so we'll we'll keep them going if you have any recommendations for making them better we will be uh happy to receive that feedback
1: because hey if you can't have high quality content at least overload you with shit right
0: yeah overwhelm you until you get stockholm syndrome
1: you'll love us it's nice right, right. so so yeah Best like overall
0: presentation best overall presentation by far was sony. sony you we we talked about it in depth on the episode but basically so, so sony did what other people they would bring out presenters and they would have people from each studio talk about the games they were going to release blah 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 sony basically just was like no we, Fuck we all that Yeah, you know, we understand what you guys want you guys just want the the fucking game trailers so they like literally just machine gunned Game trailers at you, like you wanted forty five minutes of games. You fucking got it. Yeah, I mean, it was like an hour, almost an hour and a half, wasn't it? Like
1: I, I it think it was. It was I, very short, actually. Yeah, I noticed it was because it was forty five minutes of trailers and maybe ten minutes of talking, and yeah. then the last bit was that really long trailer of. uh Oh, oh gosh, yeah, of,
0: days, days Gone.
1: Yes, that that was that was the bulk of it. Was Days Gone, and it uh, glorious. I and, loved it.
0: And a different game uh there's a couple of different ones on that one but yeah yeah but yeah so sony just nailed it because they know that we don't want to listen to some developer yeah. blather on for like five minutes even though it can be kind of cool like their their big one was mr konami no,
1: like no, it, formerly mr konami yeah he's no longer with konami but, mr. but he, he still is mr konami yeah hideo kojima himself the man the myth the legend the guy at the auteur
0: yeah like he was on stage for approximately a minute and he yep. was probably other than the direct American director of Sony like he was on stage longer than anyone else during that press conference I think and my like, favorite
1: part was him walking down the, the the steps and just like I ain't got time for this shit and outpacing the lights and just yeah. coming up be like hi everybody I'm back
0: it was yeah wonderful. It, was, it was pretty fantastic I, I watched some of
1: the post-show thing
0: which was kind of funny. where the the guys from the from GameSpot? I think was the people.
1: Yes, they were. They were doing, doing the official E three coverage.
0: The primary E three coverage. One of them joked because he he asked, he ran into Kojima there and asked him if. You know, he he could, you know, give them any hints or whatever of what was gonna happen. And he was wearing a shirt that says said DS on it, so Death Stranding or whatever yep. the hell the name of the game is. Yep. And it had some it had some like stuff hanging off of it. And so he was wearing a spoiler shirt in front of the dude, and the dude didn't even realize it until after the press conference. He was like, Oh shit, he was wearing it right in front of me.
1: And like that and was probably smirking funny. about it, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, those guys are good with their NDAs
1: at this point. You know, they've
0: been, especially if you've been in the career in the business that long. Yep. Uh, So let's semi quickly go down. There were six press conferences. So we're going to do the 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 list, the best games announced at each press conference.
1: Yep. So the early, if not best, our
0: favorite. Yes. They may not be the best. You, you totally might disagree with us, but these were. These were the ones that we saw that we were like, damn. Yeah. We, uh, I want to play that. So let's start with Nintendo the first note. one.
1: Do it. I just saw your Nintendo note. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's
0: start with EA. So EA was the first one. And Paul's
1: big takeaway was. FIFA 17 story mode I want to play this desperately I, I really enjoy playing FIFA FIFA I'm sorry 15 FIFA 17 story mode I stumbled there my apologies I'm I love playing FIFA with my with my uh, drunk FC squad yeah we're a drunk football club fight us I'm really looking forward to the story mode because that hasn't been a thing in a lot of EA franchise games 2k NBA 2k has done this perfectly and i'm really cuz they allow you to create a character they and you have a, a yeah. on rail story and it's awesome yeah a,
0: a lot of what sports games will do if you are not a fan of sports games is they'll do a career mode where you create a player and you just play but what they're talking about is that like famously i want to say it was 2K14 or 2K15 for NBA was a Spike Lee joint so Spike Lee helped write and produce the storyline for the career mode and you you kind of come in as you know like a rookie and you you play your way into the system and then you you know go Go to the all-star game and stuff but but there's all kinds of like actual storyline behind it and not just you playing the game which is kind of cool
1: where where FIFA 17's new story mode allows you to take control of I can't remember the character's name but you take control of somebody not just a character that you create but a guy who's actually trying to work his way into the top of the English Premier League if I'm not mistaken and it's it's not just on on pitch but it's also off pitch making all of your decisions yeah. for uh who's your sponsors stuff like that it's it's going to be fantastic and I'm really looking yeah. forward to
0: it in the in the trailer they show him lacing up for the first time for Manchester United and his goal is to try and make the English national team.
1: Which is a perfectly vaunted goal. I like it. Yeah.
0: And like, so if, if, even if that alone is the storyline, that should be, you know, a pretty interesting thing. And hopefully they'll, they'll throw some good stuff in along the way. Um, so how about yours? Mine is weirder because they're, I, so there's a tie between two and they were both like tiny little crappy glimpses that didn't get any real news. So the first one was Mass Effect: Andromeda because I, the, the world needs more sci-fi RPGs. It just does. Yeah, and I agree. The Mass Effect games, despite the narrative flaws with the end of the third Mass Effect game, <laughs> that's um, a very polite way of putting it. Yes, I, I'm being nice. Well done. Uh, they, they were fun games to play. The, it was a rich world. It was cool. Like I love space stuff, and space stuff is awesome. And Mass Effect did it pretty well and created their own universe and now they're doing something totally different and still no release date, still no hard information, just kind of a trailer showing stuff off. The game is beautiful, it looks great, I want more real information so hopefully that will come in the future.
1: This might Um, actually get me interested in Mass Effect.
0: And then the other one is they had a big weird montage of Star Wars games because they were bragging about the fact that, you know, EA has basically an exclusive license for Star Wars because EA likes exclusive licenses for shit like the NFL because they're dicks. But one of the games they announced was that Visceral was working on an adventure style Star Wars game. And if you are not familiar, Visceral is the people who did Dead Space. And that'll be interesting it is it's going to be a third person action adventure star wars game but the thing is is you got there were 6 seconds of fucking footage in this giant montage that they showed eventually of the visceral game and it's like an early alpha or something like that and it's it's basically a dude and he walks out of a building into a busy like street and like there's stuff flying around and it's a very very brief clip but it looks phenomenal even in its early stage even though they probably showed off one of the most polished areas in the game or whatever of course but the idea of like just like a new star wars ip that's pretty cool i'm i'm all for it especially from a company that actually has a track record of making good games and not just like you know throwing shit at a wall like games workshop does occasionally
1: just to uh, elaborate a little bit they did the godfather the game i loved that game uh dead space the dead's the entire dead space trilogy including dead space extraction uh which was uh that was playstation 3 and wii uh they did dante's inferno which was also pretty good battlefield 3 Endgame*, game which i think was a was that just battlefield 3 or is that a another point I it's, it was, it's a standalone game
0: i want to say it's a handheld?
1: No, it was PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Windows. Uh, They also did Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel, which is the third game in the trilogy. Uh, Battlefield Hardline, which if you haven't played that and want to play a first-person Battlefield game, for the story specifically, this is the one to go with. It was an excellent game, played in an episodic fashion, like you're playing... uh, Think of Hardline as a television show, and you'd be about right. It was excellent. So, it explains why I really enjoy Visceral Games.
0: Yeah, like they... They make good stuff. They do. So that's why them working on a Star Wars game is actually really interesting. And Absolutely. I, I'm very curious to see what comes of it. So, yeah, it's it, both of mine are really, really vague, but are really, really promising for the future. And it kind of served the Mass Effect Andromeda. Like, they showed something just kind of to get you hyped. And then the you know visceral getting that little tiny clip in the Star Wars giant trailer was you know just kind of cool to see like whoa that game looks awesome, uh, yeah. I can't wait to see and hear more. It piques your interest just the right amount.
1: It's it kind of it kind of hits you in the face a little bit with it. It's just like oh yeah. hey do that again. Yeah. So, so... next
0: was Bethesda.
1: I was I was laughing quite a bit while you were talking, mostly because I saw your note in Bethesda. You have to talk about this first.
0: Okay, so my my joking thing about the best announcement from Bethesda was the woman on the like, f- obviously on the fucking front row of this thing. Who, like, there are internet memes of this woman yelling now, like, cause she you could hear her every time there was a crowd cheering for this Bethesda press conference. You could hear this woman.
1: It was almost as if they had a mic on her. Oh, yeah. that's how she, loud she was
0: she had to be right right by the stage and it's actually kind of funny because there's like kind of a history at e3 about companies planting people in the crowd to, to hype up the cheers and shit like that for some <laughs> of the things so the, people are skeptical about whether this woman may or may
1: not be an employee of bethesda i don't um, even care it was just funny
0: but but the funny part for me was when they were talking about elder scrolls online and and they are they're announcing this basically there's a feature for elder scrolls online where your level will, will get shifted to whatever level of the zone that you're in regardless of what your level is so right. you can you can go anywhere in the game that you want and travel with anyone and do any quests and whatever yep and so he announces this thing like this guy who's like the, the director of Zenimax online and the, the the this woman you very clearly hear her yell fuck yeah <laughs> It was delightful. The dude, the dude like smirks and like tries to keep going. Like you, uh, you can see him
1: fighting not to laugh at that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And or no, he said he said we think you'll like it, and she said fuck yeah. And and he just kind of smirks. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, great. It was so funny. And, and there's just several minutes just several just little things of just her being like oh my god, like and you mm-hmm. can just clearly hear it because of her like higher pitch voice that cuts through everything. And it was so funny.
1: Not the kind of woman you want to date, but very funny. Yes.
0: What was your big takeaway from this one?
1: Prey. I'm not even going to bullshit. I'm not going to hype it up. Prey. It looked fantastic. Just yeah. the entire trailer was just awesome.
0: Yeah, we will We will again link the trailer for this game. Yep, yep. They just kind of nailed you out of nowhere. They didn't explain what the game was. They're just like, hey, here's this new thing they're working on. It is apparently a complete reboot of the original Prey. Mm-hmm. And they're just the original prey. Basically, never happened. And like yeah. that's, I think, what they're going with now. But holy crap, does it look really, really good? So good, though.
1: Uh, side note: uh, Thank you very much for doing all of the uh, the show notes work for those, because those trailers can't have been too easy to find.
0: Oh no, they were actually the easiest thing in the world to find.
1: But uh, appreciate it because <laughs> uh, I, I was talking earlier with Dave, and he had just finished all of his. Podcast queue, and I was like, You even went through all the E3 episodes because I was a freaking gauntlet. He's like, Yeah, I did, but I wanted to stop and watch all the trailers. I'm like, Well, Dan put it all in the show notes. Good luck. Yeah. So,
0: the great thing that GameSpot did is they did playlists for every one of the press conferences oh, and they okay. broke up the trailer. So, literally, I just went to the GameSpot, you know, YouTube channel and just linked all of those trailers, like, just Right, back to back to back to back to back. In because we Fair talked enough. about we talked about all of the trailers in order. So I just went through and just yeah,
1: yeah. We just literally went through the press conferences and talked about things in order. Yeah.
0: yeah. So if you if you want to go back and listen to any of these, feel free. The you know the trailers are going to be in the again the the games that we talk about the press the trailers will be in this in the show notes for this one again. Absolutely. They're so. So worth watching. Like Mm -hmm. That was one of the really good things about E3 is that most of the trailers and a lot of the gameplay demos that they did on stage were actually really, really well done, which
1: pretty much everything was just fantastic.
0: Well, almost everything.
1: We'll get to that. (laughs) Don't put the cart before the horse. Let's go to Microsoft.
0: Don't put the Pokemon before the Zelda. God
1: damn it. (laughs) Let's just go to Microsoft. No, no, because we haven't finished with Bethesda yet. All right, because
0: in addition to prey, one of the things that I'm personally interested in is Elder Scrolls Legends, which is a collectible card game that they're making. Yep. So like they're trying to jump on the Hearthstone and Magic Online bandwagons, and it, I want, I just, I'm curious. I want to see how the game works. I'm signed up for the beta. If they, you know, will send me an invite, I would be happy to play it. Like I'm just, I'm curious. I like collectible card games. I have fun with them. I play, I've played three or four. What about Gwent?
1: I, or is that less interesting for you?
0: It's slightly less interesting because I have not
1: played through the Witcher Any series. Witcher games. Yeah, I have. I've. I played through the first one. It was excellent. Yeah. I kind of started the second one. I played the third one a uh, quite a bit, but it just didn't grab my attention. It just yeah. didn't take and hold my attention. Yeah. So I was like, they, eh, whatever.
0: They are coming up on my queue though, so I'm going to be curious to see if. Gwent is interesting enough to catch my attention in the game, or if it's just going to be one of those annoying things that you play in a game, just to, because you
1: have to. Looking at you, Final to, Fantasy,
0: to get past some things, and and you, Mass Effect. God.
1: Anyway, <laughs> can we do Microsoft now?
0: Yes, yes, we can. We can talk Microsoft. So
1: Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves, Thievesy, uh, Sea of Thieves.
0: Yes, I will totally one hundred percent agree. Sea of Thieves.
1: I think we agree on pretty much all of this.
0: Stole Microsoft. like. Oh, yes. And, and it's it was like a little almost throwaway title that they kind of threw in at the end. And the most interesting thing about Sea of Thieves
1: is it's made by fucking Rare. Which I haven't liked a Rare game is since Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo. Nice. So Document 64. if you are not familiar with Sea of Thieves, which you are probably not because
0: it was basically first announced at e3 it is a team oriented cooperative open world sandbox pirate game
1: just in case you didn't have enough buzzwords in there
0: yes like (laughs) like that's the only way i can explain it though so it was they they, the trailer looked really cool but then they had a gameplay demo of it and they and that was fantastic the trailer was like oh this is kind of cool this is like fable-ish style cartoony graphics it's a pirate game i'm color me curious you know like I that, love pirate that was, games. that was I my
1: piracy yeah. i enjoyed the entire motif around it yeah. i want more pirate games because sid Meier's pirates was my freaking childhood so like that original trailer was like okay i am interested in this game
0: show Definitely. me show me more and, and they, they did. actually did which was surprising so they show this gameplay trailer which is it was highly edited to make it you know look more entertaining but you know that's what e3 is for but it was a they invited three groups of people to their studio to check out an early alpha of the game so you have these three different crews of people playing on the server and they're sailing around in the open ocean and they like are fighting each other and you know ship to ship battle shooting cannons at each other and repairing their ship and like there's even a joke where one of them goes like you know hey are you repairing the ship down there and he like walks out in the hold and like it's chest high water great. and he's like we're sinking <laughs> we're kind of effed down here <laughs> the game just looks really really fun because it's it's got that cooperative kind of build your own thing like it, it had a lot of the ring of like cooperative Minecraft kind of fun playability but you're on a pirate ship and you're running around and you're doing stuff and like there's some cool cooperative stuff like the person steering the boat because the sails are in the fucking way can't see where you're going so someone has to stand at the front of the boat and tell them where to
1: turn or or up in the in the crow's nest there's there's a, a very huge cooperative focus on it and you have to have a full crew otherwise the game is kind of uh, less playable. I think would be the most appropriate term. At oh, least yeah. that's what uh, the impression I got.
0: And I will be playing the shit out of this game when it comes out. So if oh, you, yes. if you, and any of our fans want to play this when it comes out, I'm down. I will pay full price for this game. Oh yeah. So far, like unless some trailer comes out that shows some just really stupid shit, like I will totally go balls out the day this comes
1: out. I'm one hundred percent down. Now, uh, next up for me was... I I think I want to swap out the one I had for the same one that you had, which was...
0: Which was We Happy Few. And this was
1: a fucking weird trailer. It was. So... I don't think they understand what pinatas are. No. (laughs) I don't think they understand what pinatas (laughs) are. So... It's hard to talk about this trailer...
0: Because this trailer is like a crazy acid trip. Like it is. This dude, his, apparently his job is to censor news Paper. articles. Yeah. And ev- the stuff that you pick up from the trailer is that everyone in this civilization takes happy pills, basically. They're called so Joy. They're, yeah, they're called Joy. So basically, they take these pills that make you you know, fit in with society and be all happy and
1: conform. They they make sure that you're a completely complacent and yeah. and this the, the guy decides to discard his joy yeah, so to he, speak.
0: He does not take his pills.
1: Yeah, and and I guess his significant other I can't I can't tell if it was his wife or not, but she walks into the room and she's like, "Oh, have you forgotten your joy?" He's like, "No, no, no, I, I I'm I'm going to take some right now." She's like, "Oh, okay," and she just flips the pill in the air takes it and she's like oh you're you're gonna come for the party right it's in a few minutes he's like yeah i'll be right there and so he starts having memories
0: yeah he starts he starts having weird hallucinations and flashbacks and weird memories and just a weird trippy trailer uh and then basically you realize that this is kind of a weird police state and things aren't quite what they seem and there's a weird pinata scene which the- we won't spoil because oh. don't don't spoil this pinata scene. Let, let right. them see the pinata. No, no, it's fine, it's
1: fine. Um yeah. but after the pinata scene, he sprints from the room yeah. saying well, that he's a downer.
0: Yeah, they, they call him a downer because he is no longer on his happy pills, and the the police get involved and they start chasing him down, and he and the trailer ends with basically him running away from the, the feds. Oh, the
1: trailer ends differently. Yeah.
0: It's it's just weirdness, but it looks like this might be something kind of like, Sir, You Are Being Hunted, where you're just basically trying to escape. and do. I, we, we know nothing about the story other than what's in this trailer. We know nothing about the gameplay. We know absolutely nothing other than, you know, this dude is being hunted by the police because he's not taking his happy pills. And the art style looks really cool. Just like the premise is really weird. And I really just want to see this game. Like, I, yeah, just, I want to see what they do.
1: Yeah, I, I'm 100% behind this. As of right now, I don't think I, I'm not sure I pay a full price because I want to see more, yeah. but it might be a full price game for me, depending on how much it is and what all the details are coming out.
0: Yeah, which we don't know yet because.
1: Don't object shit about it.
0: Yeah. And so you had one more game that you I really did. want to talk about from Microsoft. I
1: did. I did. A couple of years ago, I, I think it was 2015, it might have been last year, State of Decay came out. It is a post-apocalyptic scavenge survival game where you play as one of three characters trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. It looked like it was ripe for co-op, but unfortunately they said... They had originally planned to add in co-op to state of decay and the expansion pack, but they said, you know what? No, we're gonna go ahead and wait and make a f- and base a full game around it. And I was like, okay, I'll try the full game later. My buddy Ben bought me the uh, super special edition uh, during a Steam sale one uh, like this past Steam sale in winter, and I got another and I got another itch for it. And then the trailer came out for this, and I'm sitting there going. Fucking bananas because the trailer was so good, and I can't wait because it looks like it's going to be four person co op, and it just looks so freaking glorious. I cannot wait for State of Decay Two. That is a day one purchase for me.
0: Nice, nice. That's that is a high accolade from you. That is a
1: huge, huge thing because again, I don't pay a full price for games. Yeah. Next um, up, we got
0: Ubisoft. Up, so Ubisoft, other than their very fucking stupidly weird beginning.
1: They're surreal beginning and then uh poor oh god i can't remember her name uh poor aisha tyler is just like what the f-? she's you could see the like what the fuck was that look on her face when she starts talking about it that was the best part about the of ubisoft C 3 yeah
0: so yeah ubisoft had a weird guest host which was kind of weird but apparently she's, she's been doing it yet. for like for like five years she's yeah. been doing this so it's not apparently not as weird as i think it is if you're not um, familiar
1: aisha tyler does the voice of lana kane on archer uh, yes that's her oh
0: uh, okay you didn't See, put that together no i did not uh so i am familiar with lucky yates who is dr krieger and yeah. uh amber nash who is Pam pan Pam because both of those folks are people who are part of a troupe of improv actors in Atlanta called uh, Dad's Garage, which which if you have not gone to a Dad's Garage show and you live anywhere near Atlanta, I'm looking at you, Drew and Bailey. You should go see Dad's Garage at some point in time if you were ever in Atlanta because they are funny as shit and they do really, really good improv. And a lot of the times you'll pick off a show where Lucky Yates or Amber are in the house and they're actually... Lucky is incredibly funny when he does improv because he is just as offensive as you expect someone who is on archer to be perfect and it's and it's fantastic, but yeah, so no i did not I did not know that she was uh yep, lana. she is lana but that's but that's funny,
1: but anyway you you were saying sorry, I didn't mean to cut uh, you off
0: no, so I think both of us walked away with our top top choice in this one, yep. which is funny for you because this is really yeah. relevant right now.
1: Yeah, no, it was actually Just Dance 2017 for me. Yeah. Just kidding. It was South Park, the fractured butthole.
0: Yes. (laughs) So I have already played South Park. And again, like, like we talked earlier in the show, it is a really solid RPG as far as the mechanics go. It is exactly what you expect from an RPG. And they are taking it to the next level for mechanics so mm-hmm. there is some tactical movement involved you there's knockback involved like there's yep. some really weird time mechanics involved now like there's some cool stuff that they're doing that's either going to be really really good on top of it's already solid mechanics or is going to just be so weird people are going to hate it they're but taking I, a gamble but i have confidence in obsidian in doing this at least i'm hoping obsidian yeah, yeah. is the one doing
1: this C- considering be. the track record that they've already established with uh, the Stick of Truth that I was hesitant to purchase, but at 750 and the rave reviews that I've gotten from you and several other people, I tried it. I loved it. I'm very confident that the Fractured But Whole, yeah. but I, I have to say it every time. <laughs> And and that I it to, will be.
0: I have to chuckle every time. So, so
1: yeah, it's the same thing that happened if, at the freaking E3. Yeah,
0: at at E3, Matt Stone and Trey Parker were on stage for for the reveal of the fractured butthole, and every time the host guy who was with them said yeah. the fractured butthole, Matt Stone fucking just, laughed his ass
1: off. Like yeah, he, he, he either laughed his ass off or just started snickering a little bit. They Every time they they both like
0: would just snicker, it was so yeah. funny. Which of
1: course it's... one of them starts snickering, the other one starts snickering because oh, yeah. they are just two children, it's great.
0: And and they're totally just they they love what they do, and it's fantastic. Clearly, clearly. Uh, but yeah, the, the game looks great. The premise is hilarious because so basically the premise is if you're familiar with South Park, there's a vast series of episodes where they're doing superheroes stuff and kenny is mysterion and uh cartman is the coon and which you you should be familiar with butters in being professor chaos because he's professor chaos in the stick of truth yeah
1: um Uh, actually i haven't have i seen that yet it's it should
0: be his special abilities if you if you've ever had butters in your party
1: i do have butters in my party but i it's not really super important yeah. but his, I, his
0: spells all turn him into professor chaos and he does crazy shit
1: butters is a paladin yes i haven't seen any of that
0: he he should have abilities i i remember he a professor abilities, yes. but
1: i don't i don't i didn't see anything professor he mm-hmm. just continues to be a standard paladin hmm, weird anyway uh the point of eventually hopefully again I'm only halfway through the game yeah. anyway the fractured butthole is basically taking the Marvel approach to it it's going yeah. through the uh, seriously it's going through the cinematics including uh, Mysterion being essentially the Daredevil parallel and getting his yes. own series and Kenny bitching about it yeah. and they 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 have a schism and Civil war happens
0: yes. so it's so it's a joke on both the Marvel Civil War and Marvel versus DC comic book stuff and yep oh my god it
1: I, it's a great lampooning it seems like
0: yes and i wholeheartedly trust these guys to be fucking hilarious because because i think the first game they had to play it safe and they had to basically recycle jokes from the show and sure and there, there's just stuff there that you know has to be there because they're they're building this game like and now that it's a sequel they can go into this new territory with stuff that is pushing the boundaries even more than they push the
1: boundaries instead okay okay hang on you say play it safe but mr slave slowly engulfing a kindergartner in his anus is playing it safe you haven't even gotten to the bad parts yet dude there's there's a boss fight coming up that you are like
0: you're gonna have problems with you're gonna need to, you're gonna need to one pause it and two get a drink trust me
1: i'm still i'm concerned as what you consider safe then it's safe in terms of South Park humor, like because South okay, Park. Okay. The- the, there's the qualifier. That's all yeah, I need. Yeah.
0: The the entire purpose of South Park since season two has been let's Too see open. what we can get away with, and yeah. so they push the censors more, more and more and more and more and more and more, and every season they get away with this crazy shit that they're like, I have no idea how the censors did not reject this.
1: Right. So, how about that last game of yours?
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> so yes so south park looks like it's going to be good and we're both looking it does
1: yes that is probably a day one purchase for me
0: and if you are not if you're if you're sick of hearing us talk about south park right now if you pre-order the fractured butthole yes right now you get the stick of truth for free
1: i thought about doing that but at the same time i was like you know it's seven forty nine. I can I can afford that. It's not gonna break the bank. I bought it. I don't regret it. I would pay full price for it just to give the devs some more money. Yes, that's how that's how much I've enjoyed the game mm-hmm. so far.
0: Yeah. and Obsidian is a fucking fantastic studio, so absolutely support obsidian. So the other game that I have on there that really <laughs> really interested in me, basically the gameplay demo is what really sold yeah. this game on me. Uh, a game called Ghost Recon Wildlands. And I haven't been big on the Tom Clancy weird bandwagon fran- franchise since probably Raven Spear, which is I think the third, either yeah. Raven Spear, Raven Shield, the third Rainbow Six game. Rainbow Six game was the last one I played, but this one looks really fucking awesome. And part of it is because the th- the guys that they got to do the gameplay demo. I'm still not sure it's game- not game-
1: it was a gameplay demo.
0: I'm still not one hundred percent sure. I think they just got three guys who were former military to do it, maybe, or four guys, or however many guys it was. There was four. So the it's an open world game where you like you're you're a, a basically a special ops unit kind of, and you're fighting this Colombian. I'm pretty sure it's Colombia that they're in. Uh, uh, Colombia,
1: Bolivian. Bolivian. He, Bolivian. It's a Mexican cartel that's taken over Bolivia.
0: Yes, yes, that's right. So mexican drug cartel has completely taken over the country of bolivia and you're trying to you're you're an insurgent military force trying to fix things and so they show this this mission where these guys are trying to extract a a guy who basically gets rid of the bodies when they murder people yep and so these guys you know like i just uh oh, it's so good they they break into this place they infiltrate it they get the guy they drag him like he gets in an SUV and drives off cuz they fuck it up and then they they chase him down and they they basically pit maneuver his SUV into a building and and he wrecks so they they get him and land a helicopter on the road and drag him out of the wreckage and throw him in the helicopter and fly off and this is like 10 or 15 minutes of gameplay it's it was just so crazy because you couldn't tell what was in-game audio and what was the guys talking over microphones which is i'm, I'm I... still
1: concerned as to whether or not it was four guys who had military training or were ex-military and were doing the voiceover or if that was in-game voiceover i'm still yeah. i still am, i'm not sure
0: yeah and and that's that's why it's a hesitant and why it's second because like if that is indicative of gameplay, if you can communicate that well with your team, like, holy shit, that's going to be yeah. a really
1: cool game. I'd be sold. Uh, the if for, for those of you who aren't familiar with the uh, Ghost Recon series, it is a third-person open-world tactical shooter. Yes. In Which, case you wanted some more buzzwords.
0: Again, buzzword-filled craziness.
1: You had to, because there's no other way to describe it. Mm-hmm
0: oh i i completely agree but like i said it, it is there is no way to talk about a lot of these games without throwing out buzzwords yes. to describe what they are like you, you know what open world sandbox game means
1: yep you do moving along to sony's uh this was of course the yes. the pinnacle of everything and after this we will go to the the depths of yes. terror and everything and quite frankly out of this i just about like Everything that Sony had to do—Gears, yeah. uh, uh, God of War, Days Gone, Detroit—I uh, can't remember the the subtitle for it, but it's a a that Android cop game, being human, I think, something like that. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, Infinite Call of Duty, Infinite Warfare, which was surprised the hell out of both of us. Yes, Death Stranding and the Spider Man game. Just all of them were really interesting to me.
0: So I will I will admit this here. If you did not listen to the Sony episode uh, and we will both tell you right now if you want to go back and watch any of these actual press conferences the only full press conference we recommend is sony's yeah just go watch it now
1: i mean just, as soon as this episode done just fire it up and yeah. they take 90 minutes of your day and watch it i will
0: actually put the link in to sh- to for you to go watch the entire sony press conference because it is worth every fucking minute of it because it is so well done yeah, you will not feel like you wasted any time. Like it is just absolutely phenomenal. One of the cool things that Sony did that you were originally like, "What the fuck is this?" And how much money did they waste on this? Yeah, they had the a, orchestra. They had a full orchestra there, and the cool thing is, is the the conductor of the orchestra was Bear McCreary, who's done a whole ton of whole ton of shit. But he, he apparently has done the the new uh, God the of War soundtrack
1: and specifically the walking dead if you're not familiar with his music if you watch the walking dead you've heard his music
0: he's done every episode of the walking dead he's done every episode of the Battlestar galactica reboot those are the two really big ones that you probably know but yeah so so they not only did they just play stuff in between presentations they live scored some of the gameplay demos which is insane Yep. Like insane. And they they live scored some of the trailers. Like it, it's just it is absolutely nuts the amount of work that went in with this this uh orchestra. But it is it's something you should totally see, and it's just it was a really cool touch that put Sony way over the top of everyone else, which is kind of cool. Absolutely. But for Call of Duty, the thing that I'll I will admit to here, if you did not hear our Sony episode, this was one of the few times where basically except for maybe EA up until this point, most of the companies were not telling you what a game was and just launching you into a demo of the game or a trailer of the game. And then you wouldn't find out what the game was until the end of it. And Sony was the only people that made it not feel shitty. Like Microsoft did it and you would just be like, Oh God, this is so obnoxious. Just tell me what the fucking game is. But Sony was like, I don't know. It was, it was the rapid fire delivery that made it basically just like, oh, hey, this is kind of cool. Like I don't yeah, care that I don't know.
1: It's just three is. minutes of yeah. trailer, and then hey, you get you know what the game is. You know what the game is. You know what the game is. Yeah.
0: But so so with Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, what the reason it threw us both both for a loop is like they did a gameplay trailer. So it was an entire mission of these this guy walking onto a bridge of a ship as as the captain of this big starship and again you know me and science fiction starship space battle stuff so so they they corner an enemy giant spaceship he runs down like you as the the hero or whatever run down get into a a smaller starfighter basically and you fly out in your you know knockoff x-wing slash viper depending on whether you're a star wars or a battle star fan and you fly around through this giant pitched space battle where these capital ships are blowing the shit out of each other. Looks fucking awesome. You land near this other capital ship. You get out of your ship. There's zero-gravity space fights with you with a grappling hook and all kinds of crazy shit, and the game looks great. You you jump over to this capital ship. You put a giant explosive charge on the the, the bridge of their ship blow a hole in the bridge get inside your team you know seals off the bridge they take over the ship they vent the entire ship through the one of the like cargo bays and they take over this enemy ship and win and you're just like that game the looks fuck just fucking happened fucking awesome <laughs> like holy shit i want to play this game i had nagging things in the back of my head through the thing just like the shooter aspects of this look very call of duty that was just, mm-hmm. it was in the back of my mind the whole time, like, yeah, that's very Call of Duty-ish. And then the thing comes up and it's like, boom, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare.
1: And I was like,
0: well, fuck, I might actually buy a Call of Duty game.
1: Yep. That doesn't happen. No. I have played I, a Call I, of Duty I, game since Call of Duty 3.
0: No, it was uh, World of, War, World of War.
1: War. Okay.
0: So it's been, it's been
1: a few years. Several. Yes, several. But, but both of things. us were completely blown away by the trailer, yeah. just really well done excellent stuff I, I i think both of us are looking forward to it i don't know if it's a day one purchase but certainly no. down the road the trouble with it is that call of duty games have a very long span where they're continually a lot of money to pay
0: yes they which they is do a problem. not they do not discount they don't movies.
1: drop in price however i was i think we we're both sold on not just infinite warfare but days gone actually yeah
0: right now, now you look at the prices Almost all of the Call of Duty games are 50% off on the Steam oh, come sale.
1: Come on, it's middle of a Steam sale. You can't count that. No, I'm just saying like
0: they don't go on sale except during Steam sales. Like Black Ops 3, which is the new Call of Duty game, is currently $30. No, thank you. Right, but if Infinite Warfare went on sale for $30, I would probably buy it.
1: Oh, snatch it up.
0: I'm just saying, like if it goes on sale for $30, I will purchase that game.
1: All right. Let's talk about Days Gone. Okay. So, the
0: two games that really stood out above all of the others. Yep. By far Days Gone. But Days Gone did not stand out when it originally had its trailer. It, the first trailer they showed for it, which was just a normal trailer, was like it was you could tell the game was going to be post-apocalyptic yep. and it had a very kind of sons of anarchy biker gang vibe to it and it was just kind of like okay cool whatever then at the end of this press conference they showed like a 20 minute long gameplay trailer and it was glorious and it (laughs) was like holy shit this is the the, survival horror zombie game that people have people have wanted to play for a really long
1: time now i will ask you a question uh, have you seen World War Z, the film? Yes, yes, I have. The swarm zombies remind me way too much of Days Gone, and that is the zombie apocalypse game that I wanted to play because this stream of terror comes at you. And this guy is, I don't know how if he had an infinite ammo cheat or what, but he was taking out magazine after magazine and throwing it in his his assault rifle and just mowing down zombies and not giving a single shit and continuing to sprint away and sprint away and sprint away you like you weren't sure several times if he was going to make it that's how tense the moment was
0: yeah it was
1: it was amazing
0: it is hard to put into words how crazy this this gameplay demo is and i i would totally recommend going and looking at it it's going to be in the show notes just
1: i'd like to reiterate watch the entire sony press conference this is at the end and you won't be sorry yeah
0: so the other weird game that we yeah. don't think we really got any gameplay f- footage of it Wait, it was all it bit? was all in game game engine footage or whatever yeah. the shit buzzword they were using this year for not gameplay footage but stuff that was Detroit rendered.
1: become human
0: So the premise that you get from this game from the trailer is that you are playing a basically hostage negotiation person who is an android. Yeah, that's
1: weird enough, right?
0: And so you are trying to reason with what turns out to be another android who has taken a human hostage and is on the roof with a gun to this little girl's head and your job is to basically investigate enough to be able to ask the right questions to hopefully free to this girl situation yeah and there's a lot of vagueness in the trailer still because it's like is this a time traveling game is is this game just have like 3000 different endings depending on what you what evidence you uncover
1: like right
0: we know again almost zero about this game but just the premise and the trailer are so promising that...
1: It's definitely piqued our curiosity.
0: Yeah, it is, it is definitely something we hope doesn't turn into Colonial Marines.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, shots fired. Yeah, well. Okay. I'm sorry to do this to myself, Nintendo. Uh... So nintendo Uh, nintendo nintendo what was the best thing that you thought about it
0: okay nintendo did not have a press conference not really they they do this thing that they apparently have done for the past few years that's called the treehouse where they just talk about shit and don't have a live audience which is you know very very good for the not live audience yeah Um, so really during the the press conference what they set aside as their press conference time discussion involved just two games
1: which were well technically three but two were the same title just releasing different things
0: yes that the new pokemon 3ds game which is sun and moon
1: yes and then
0: zelda breath of the wild which both look good like the zelda game is Or not the Zelda game. The uh, Pokemon game is going to be a good Pokemon RPG because they always
1: are. It's Pokemon. If you like Pokemon, you'll like this. It's fine. Let's move on.
0: Yeah. But Breath of the Wild looks interesting because as they made a point several times to point out, they are trying to break the mold of Zelda with this new Zelda game. Mainly, it is a giant open world game, which Zelda has never, ever done. And there is a crafting element to the game, which Zelda has
1: never, ever done. Now, now, to put in perspective just how giant it is, it is apparently nine times the size of the world of Skyrim. I
0: don't entirely believe that, but...
1: I don't either, but that is the claim that they have made is nine times the size of what Skyrim was.
0: Which is really funny because in the stage demo that they did, uh, they actually hit the... 15 or 20 minute timer that they had set for the demo units that they were supposed to have turned off which was kind of funny because Um, the guy just just
1: goes i thought i'd turned that off yeah
0: (laughs) but yeah so they had these like this basically the people at e3 got to play a demo and only explore this one area which was a big gorgeous area but sure uh, it was this giant huge crazy meadow uh, and, there, I mean, there's some cool stuff in it, but, like, yeah, of the two games that they showed off during their quote-unquote press
1: conference, Zelda is the winner? Yeah. Uh, so, to put into context what this press conference was, it wasn't really a press conference so much as two very, very... Painfully long gameplay videos, uh, 45 minutes for Pokemon Sun and Moon, an extra 30 for Breath of the Wild, 45 of the longest goddamn minutes of my life, because I sat there for almost the entire fucking time, and I, I, I skipped ahead. I was like, okay, this has got to end soon, right? This has got to end soon. No, 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 let me finish. Let me finish here, because I've got a, I've got a nice rant on fucking Nintendo, and I'm so fucking mad now. You you You, you skip ahead, you skip ahead, you skip ahead, skip ahead. I have I sent I sent Dan an image of it started about ten minutes in because it's ten minutes of waiting for them to actually start the fucking press conference. And about ten minutes in, about fifty-five minutes is when that ended. And I'm sitting like this is forty-five minutes of this gameplay. Forty-five minutes. You could have slimmed it down to maybe ten and still gotten all of the content that you wanted. And it was a very stilted interview. These yes. two very poor people. This lovely girl trying to interview the the two people over a Game Freak that created that created this game. Yes. And they're going through a translator because yep. the two people on the left don't speak Japanese. Two people on the right only speak Japanese. I would have been fine if it was either two four people speaking English yeah. or four people speaking Japanese. Just give me subtitles. That's fine.
0: Yeah. The we went into this in length of the Nintendo episode, and there's this more This occurred ranking. twice. Yes. It it occurred both times, uh, but so the, the Pokemon one is more relevant, I think. So the idea was that the... So on the on the left side of the stage, there was a woman who works for Nintendo of America and a guy who works for Nintendo of America. The guy was playing Pokemon, mm-hmm. and the girl was interviewing the two guys on the right-hand side of the stage. The guys on the right-hand side of the stage were the executive producer of game for game freaks who he was the director of all of the pokemon games until this new one and then his new protege who is the new director of pokemon games for the new games and theoretically into the future for however long he's going to be there so if you had two guys to talk to about pokemon These are the two guys that you want because these are the guys that, like, one of them basically is the guy who has led the direction of Pokemon since the very first Game Boy game. Like, he is the guy you want to talk to about Pokemon because he is the brain behind Pokemon. He is Pokemon. The problem is (laughs) you had this woman asking, like, questions that would, you know, take 20 to 30 seconds to ask. Sure. Then the translator has to translate it into Japanese, which takes twenty or thirty seconds to ask that and ask that question. The guys from Game Freaks take four minutes to make a response in Japanese. The translator takes four minutes to explain their answer in English. Re- rinse and
1: repeat. And it like is it was, the most painful forty-five minutes of if, my life. If you were a super shot before,
0: yeah. If if you were a super Pokemon fan, it is probably really cool. Like just just having these guys' input is really great. The presentation format is not fantastic. And yeah, it it hurt the micro, the Nintendo presentation. Like it just hurt. Oh god,
1: it was painful. I, I would have been okay if they had just had two people who spoke Japanese interviewing the two other two people who spoke Japanese. Give me subtitles. With, I'm yeah, fine. Subtitles. I'm absolutely fine. That'd be great. I would have been twenty minutes, maybe. Yeah, and And, and it would have cut off a bunch of time translating. Just yeah, the shut up. The reason it took forty-five minutes is
0: because it took forty-five minutes to ask twenty minutes worth of questions and twenty minutes. It's like
1: fifteen minutes of questions.
0: It's it is crazy how much extra time it took for all of the repeating through translation, and that kind of sucked. So, on my my highlight for the Nintendo was that they it ended like oh my god it
1: was so i skipped about three quarters of the conference and i I felt like i missed nothing
0: i watched the entire thing and i only caught one one thing that paul missed which was a a thing with the pokemon game about how they were using a slightly different art style to try and emphasize something
1: and and not just that but also that the 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 two gentlemen from game freak were the executive producer and director which was Really cool information. I love the idea of it. The execution was so bad yeah. that I just I skipped 75% of it and felt like I didn't really miss anything at all from both the Pokemon perspective and the Zelda Breath of the Wild perspective. I really didn't feel like I missed anything. Yeah. So one thing that I want to talk about now,
2: now that we're
0: done with all of that, there was one really important non-specific thing that Microsoft talked about during their press conference that is really fucking important. Yes. I really want to talk about. Please. Microsoft is starting a new thing, and I don't remember what they're calling it because they have some shitty catchphrase for it. But the idea is that Microsoft has this new policy that they're going to start using for you Buy the game once and you can play it anywhere.
1: That's exactly what it is. It's called Play Anywhere.
0: Okay, cool. So what this means for us, for us players, for us, uh, our audience, is that you can buy a game through Microsoft. I will use air quotes, Microsoft. And you can play it on your 360. You can play it on your...
1: Well, you, you can't play it on your 360. You can play it on your One.
0: Whatever your Xbox One. You can play it on your fucking Project Shittio Scorpio, whatever the fuck they're calling their new stupid thing. You could play it on your iPad if it supports iPad. You can play it on Android if it supports Android. You can play it on PC if it supports PC.
1: Which everything will. Which Microsoft is toting.
0: Everything in the Microsoft press conference said it was for Xbox One and PC. And Windows 10. Windows 10. Yeah. The cool thing is you can buy these games and play them wherever. If you don't have an Xbox One, you can play them for PC. And the cool part for us is that it means more games should be getting PC ports. Yes. And the other cool thing is that Microsoft has said they are going to use
1: Steam. Yes. That was the most important bit that I saw, and I was was so
0: happy. It did not come out in their press conference. Steam, the Steam stuff was not part of their press conference. It was something they said later on that they said they Steam has a really good, you know, basically base customers shit. So they're they're going to go to the market. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to use Steam. Awesome. And this is a huge deal for PC gaming because games that would normally be console exclusive have incentive to be have a PC port. Absolutely, and I. This is. It was such a minor note in the Microsoft press conference, and then you know was pounded in with the Xbox One and Windows 10 exclusive.
1: All Xbox One and Windows 10 exclusive every, every time.
0: time. Every single trailer that was just. I I think it has a much bigger effect for PC gamers than it does for uh. It, it ex, should have been Xbox. That gamers. should have been their
1: highlight. It really should have
0: kind of but their Xbox market I think for the yeah. most part is bigger than their pc market like just you know part, for for people who are gonna tune in to this thing like they have more course. Xbox one fanboys than they do pc fanboys but it is big news for the pc community which is kind of cool
1: absolutely um,
0: then another cool thing for us because we are yeah. as you should know by now fans of the co-op is there was a huge co-op theme this year like so many games from every person except for Nintendo were co-op. You had to slide that and get, dig in there, didn't you? Well, fucking Zelda's not co-op. Fuck that shit. And Pokemon's not co-op. So yes, fuck it you. Not, it's not co-op.
1: It, but there's, there's co-op. Oh. Anyway. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> not co-op. <laughs> anyway, most of the games that we've mentioned here, Ghost Recon Wildlands... Days gone, I think. Uh Infinite Warfare, Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves, especially, uh, State of Decay 2, Scalebound, they're all co-op. They were all touted as co-op. They were hugely co-op. And I'm super excited about just about all of that. I'm stoked. Yeah.
0: Yes. And and it was just kind of really cool to see. It was like, holy crap! We just talked about like a couple of weeks ago. We just talked about how yeah, co-op we we're just seems heavily bitching. Dead. And now, like, boom, E3 happens, and everything is co-op. I fucking oh. love it. yeah, basically. Holy shit, it's awesome.
1: We just bitched about it. We bitch and we get things. So, what else do we want to bitch about? Hey, Nintendo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. There is going to be a pretty big FPS showdown coming within the next year, specifically... No,
0: in in fucking October and November.
1: Yes, within the next... That's within the next year? It's within the next, like, four months. It's within the next year. It still falls within that particular category. I'm technically correct. The best kind of correct. No. (laughs) Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2. Yeah. Let the games begin.
0: Yes. So... The the weird thing that we we commented on this during the uh, Electronic Arts, especially during the Electronic Arts one is like, so Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is due out November fourth, yep. Battlefield One is due out like a week before that, yep. Titanfall Two is due out two weeks before Call of Duty Infinite War, Warfare. Yes. So like these three huge FPS franchises are coming out with new games within 2 weeks of each other. Yep. So huge FPS fight coming up, which is kind of cool. Like just for from a gamer standpoint, a ball, if yeah. you like comp- console FPSs, like this is this is your year because you're getting three really interesting games and very different games like all one
2: crammed
1: right back to back to yeah. back. One that's really way far in the future, one that's in the not kind of not too distant future and one that's taking place in World War 1. I guess. Yeah. like like interesting aesthetic choice, but okay. We'll give it a shot.
0: Yeah. Like, and we didn't mention Titanfall two during the EA or a thing, but like Titanfall two actually looks really good because it has a single player campaign. Finally, that could be interesting again. Once it gets, you know, below 25 bucks, I might pick it up to play the single-player campaign. Battlefield One looks really cool because it's a fucking World War One shooter, and World War One is very untrodden territory for first-person shooters, which is true. Again, kind of cool, but it is what it is. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see which of those kind of wins out because I have a feeling they're all going to just sell ridiculously within a very short period of time. Like it'll be interesting to see by the end of the year which one of those sells more.
1: All right. Let's wrap up. What are you looking forward to the most? So
0: if I have to pick one game from this entire E3 announcement shit that I am looking forward to more than any other game, Sea of Thieves by far, like, holy shit, that that gameplay trailer looks fucking amazing. It did look phenomenal. I cannot overstate or understate this enough. Like, holy shit, that gameplay trailer looks good. Please go watch it. And, and get hyped like get hyped for this game like i don't normally get hyped at these things but holy crap i want to sign up for their fucking pc alphas like just come hey rare i'm right here my hands in the air just pick me i will i will i will be an you evangelist the feedback. Games. hell yeah i will
1: all right
0: what about you what is have, what game if you have to pick one you have to pick uh-huh. just one what one game are you looking forward to the most out of all of E3? That's
1: such a tough call because there were so many good ones. I've got four listed here. Um, if I absolutely 100% had to, it'd be nailed down, had to pick one. You're yes. going to twist my thumbs off. if I yes. don't. Day's gone. All right. I, I'm so much looking forward to that, especially after that gameplay trailer. That's what grabbed me, is that he's sitting there just mowing down fast-running zombies yeah. from... The day, uh, World War Z and he's just he apparently I, I have to admit you, the, you have to run like you cannot no, stand you can't stand just... there and fight, There's fight. No, yeah. that's not an option but the thing with that is it, seemed, it still seemed like he had infinite ammo that's the only thing I could think of because he was magazine after magazine after magazine after magazine
0: I could be wrong but I don't think he goes through more than five or six magazines in that trailer
1: he had ten I counted okay which is you're not going to be able to carry that much. Just I mean, video game logic you can. but as a person, go ahead. you the one with military training i I was just about to say
0: standard combat load is seven. okay.
1: standard combat load. do would you would you was there any event where you were requested to carry more?
0: No, but we had to we had to maintain a standard combat load, which was seven magazines, so it's seven times thirty. so that's a shitload of rounds.
1: That is a lot of rounds. And uh, that's 20, 100, that's 120 rounds. No, it's, it, that's, it's 210 rounds. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and of course the one that's in your yeah. do you count the one that's in the in the rifle itself?
0: Uh, no, because it's you. That's part you, of the seven. You don't. Yeah, it's part of the magazine. Okay. You don't, you don't chamber
1: an extra round. That's that's fair. Uh, no, I mean a chamber. I meant the I whatever. Not the point. The my, my point was that he went through a lot of rounds and. Uh, for a video game character that is apparently a biker i w- we've never seen any evidence that he's had military training yeah. so i'm going to either a he might be ex-military which is eminently possible but i'm gonna err on the side of he probably wasn't and i don't think he would carry yeah. seven magazines worth of ammo i still think he had an infinite ammo cheat on maybe personal opinion because uh, you didn't see any loadout of what there's no hud he yeah. was just fire 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 is, fire fire and good luck
0: it is an early gameplay demo so yes. it's it's there are grains of salt all over the place here
1: sure absolutely but, but that yeah. is my most looking forward one but the if a, it shapes
0: up good a standard combat load for a soldier is seven is 210 rounds yes it's seven magazines
1: uh if it continues to look as good as it does even if in this early alpha stage it is a day one buy for me and the problem with that is that i will need to then purchase a ps4
0: is that a ps4 exclusive i don't i'm so that, that is the only downside to sony is they did not even remotely touch what will be available outside of a ps4
1: the, the only thing that I saw from their stuff that was going to be non-exclusive would be Battlefield 1 and um, Infinite Warfare, which they both touched on in their maybe Sony thing. They won't be... They, they, I don't think they're going to be platform exclusive, but everything else seemed to be platform exclusive. All right. Wrapping up? Or you got something else? No. You, okay. Well, all right then. Uh, You can find us at uh, loadedcartgaming.com. You can email me at paul at loadedcartgaming.com or dan at chop at loadedcartgaming.com. If you want to email us both, podcast at loadedcartgaming.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash loadedcartgaming. I will once more ask and plead for the five-star reviews. Uh, If you do so, we'll be very happy with you. If not, I will be very sad, but I probably won't know if you're not giving us a five-star review because you're an anonymous face on the internet. Yes. If you got any questions for us, post it on Facebook, email. Uh, you can tweet uh, Dan specifically. He runs the loaded cart at loaded cart, uh, Twitter handle. You can email me at Paul Cluel. Uh We are happy to interact with followers. In fact, uh, Ben Caruth has interacted with us several times and hopefully he's still listening. Uh, if you are curious about anything else, uh, LoadedCartGaming.com Uh Anything else and, yet?
0: Uh Please send us feedback about the whole Patreon thing because we're still kind of trying to finalize some of this stuff and we're trying to get everything set up and we we really want to make it worth it worthwhile to you guys because it like like we said it's not just a money grab and we don't want it to feel like a money grab we want it to we want we to want include to- you guys we want to we want to make it worthwhile to you and we want
1: to augment the podcast yes. not just our wallets
0: exactly and you guys are a huge part of this podcast because without you, you, you i like, wouldn't be anywhere. Yeah. And and we know there are a bunch of you out there, which is fucking awesome. Like some of the the shit that we've been getting from uh our our hosting service, almost two hundred people watch this watch this podcast for yes. lack of a better term, which is fucking fantastic. Cause I don't fucking know two hundred people. Like hell yeah, thank you so much for you know just being an audience for us, cause. You know, we we like that we like video games. We like talking about video games, but we do this for you guys, not just for us. So yeah,
1: for you guys to sit there every, every two weeks, download our episodes, and listen to our dumbasses talking about video games, we really appreciate it.
0: Yes, and we hope to have some really cool shit in the future for you guys to listen to our dumbasses talk about. So, uh, but I, we'd appreciate
1: any feedback on any of that. So if yeah. you could email us, tweet us, post on Facebook, send a carrier pigeon—I don't know—do something. Just yes. help us out here.
0: And for, for all you Game of Thrones fans, you can send a raven. I will I will gladly accept a raven.
1: We, you may not get it back, though.
0: No, never. I will keep it, and my new kitten will eat it.
1: So that went from May to you will not get it back, though.
0: <laughs> no, my kitten will eat it. Poor cat. The, the bird will be tasty. It's a kitten.
1: All right. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to... <laughs> Drop out there? <laughs> no, I think we're good, man. I think we're good. It's
0: great. It was good talking about E three. uh E three is done. Our next Thanks. episode, we will Thank have, we'll have something totally, totally different to talk about. And all right, folks. We'll we will probably be hooking up with Bailey from Hops and Heroes to start a new series of episodes that we want to do about different consoles. So we will be talking about her first console, the Sega Genesis.
1: I want to make a cherry joke, but this doesn't feel right.
0: No, that that that's a little weird, dude.
1: Anyway, here's some smooth jazz to play you out. like that hannah store would probably be behind the paywall if i hadn't already told it